welcome to the Nearly Coherent Podcast. I'm Ed, and joining me this evening, a man whose radiance outshines the sun and whose beauty makes the moon setting over the ocean look like a big, dumb, ugly bitch, is my buddy Jeff. Jeff, how are you, you astronomically handsome man? Dude, you are the brightest star in my sky, buddy. Oh, you. Your introductions feel like when you take a blanket right out of the dryer and wrap yourself up in it, that feeling that you get, that's exactly how I feel, just so you know. I think that feeling is called happiness. I'm not entirely sure, but it's what I've read. Man, if that's what that feels like, I should get some more of that. I should try being happy every once in a while. Mm. It's been a while since we've been able to sit down and talk without it being an Apple event. So how are you? You know, with the 2020 barometer still in play. With the 2020 curves, if this is a normal year, I'm at a low. In 2020, I feel like I'm sailing on blue waters right now. Like, you know, things are shitty and terrible. But, yeah, no, I I can't even put a positive spin on it. It sucks. Yeah. It sucks. It's the worst, ain't it? It sucks. Yeah, I tried to keep it positive. But then I started thinking about the shitty things that happened. And I'm like, nope, nope, still sucks. So I suppose we should start with a big elephant or jungle cat in the room. <laughs> yeah. You know what's funny? I was actually going to say to you that it's been a couple of weeks and I'm still genuinely reeling from the passing of Chadwick Boseman. You yeah, know. no, that sucks. I, you, I mean, not to make light of it, but you know what sucks even more? I found out from Dave. Oh, yeah, there's that was a real a, one-two punch. There's really not a worse way to get bad news. There's not, no. There's not. But if you think back, we've lost a lot of celebrities and whatnot in the past couple of years. This is the saddest I've been about a celebrity who I don't know personally passing since Robin Williams. Yeah, same. Also news that was delivered poorly for me. It was from a random waiter. Really? Yeah, I fixed one of my boss's computers, and she took me out to dinner for like an $85 steak. I finished the steak. It was a really good steak. And the waiter comes up and goes, hey, do you guys like Robin Williams? And I went, yeah, I think he's great. And he went, well, he's dead. And I was wow. like, well, your tip is reduced. Yeah, right? Why Why would he do that? Yeah. I don't <laughs> ever want to tip somebody that just gave me terrible news like that. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't paying, so it wasn't really my call. Anyway. Yeah, that's a good point. But if you're in a service industry like that and your job is to keep your customer happy, if you ask somebody and they're like, <laughs> I loved Robin Williams, you're like, yeah, not anymore. <laughs> like, what? But yeah, find out Chadwick Boseman passed away as a, a, a huge fan of him. And it not just, I mean, listen, Black Panther was 
outstanding. He was so good. When I found out that he passed away, I went back and I watched the scene at the end of Endgame oh, when Lord. he comes through the portal. And it's like, oh my God, this one is brutal. Did, did you watch it just from the release of the movie or did you see the one where they had the audience reaction? I watched the audience. I, I watched the audience reaction. I, I mean, you know, I'm not one for clapping in movies or having like really audible noises when okay. things happen. I like my movies to be quiet. Like, yeah, it's a it's a religious experience. You're in church. Shut up. Oddly, church. Talk and use your cell phone. Movie theater. Shut up. Cell phones down. Eat some popcorn. <laughs> I'm also OK with popcorn in church. This, that's where the similarities end. Yeah, I feel like it would help uh, mass go a little bit smoother if I had a snack. That one cracker just doesn't do it for me. Yeah, right? One cracker and a shot of wine? What yeah. is this, an eighth grade mixer? Come on. Yeah, it just doesn't do it. When he came out in my showing, I I was also sitting there like... And the audience reaction video, same thing. Like... Th- he was what they should be building the second generation of Marvel movies on. And now, you know, of all the things, I'm not really necessarily, you know, sad for the Marvel movies because they'll work it out. But yeah, that was the first movie where there was like representation of a non-white Chris as a hero. And that's super important for a lot of people. And all the pictures I saw of when the articles I read about people being like, I don't know how to tell my kid that T'Challa is dead. Like, oh, cool, rip out my heart more. Right. Did you ever see, it was a segment on The Tonight Show, and it's people talking to the movie poster of Black Panther, and Chadwick Boseman's hiding. You know, I always enjoyed that. I really liked it, because I loved the reactions, and I can't imagine what that must have felt like for him. But when you watch it now, after he's passed away, and you think, well, he really meant a lot to a lot of people and and i can't i can't jump on that bandwagon i empathize with them or or i no that's not true i sympathize with them i don't empathize i don't understand it every superhero that i ever saw looked you know looked like me i think that also that does allow you to empathize because if you can put yourself in the mindset of yeah every one of them did look like me and i want people that don't look like me to have that same experience too and they finally did that does let you empathize right what i meant is that i never had the feeling of having to wait for it yeah oh it wasn't momentous for me the way it is for people of color and for fans of you know, Black Panther. I Was I a huge fan of his? Yes. I thought he was incredible. And not only in Black Panther. No, in I, every I, movie he's ever been yeah, in. I've never seen just, him not knock it out of the park. Right. Like, when I... Black Panther was the first movie that I saw with him. But then when I'd see him in anything else, interviews and everything, and he spoke, he didn't have an accent. I was like, what? Yeah. Like, wait a second, What? Like, where's his accent? All right, so you know the scene in Civil War, and I might be getting this a little mixed up, so if I'm factually incorrect, deal with it. This isn't the well-researched podcast. The scene in Civil War where he's talking to his father at the UN. Yes. And they're speaking in, I do not know how to pronounce it, so I'm just going to spell it, X-H-O-S-A. He apparently learned that that day and nailed it. Wow. Like, I can barely learn your name 
before, and I'm talking about you, Jeff, and I've known you for a bazillion years, he learned a scene in a completely different like, like the guy was brilliant. That's that is horseshit. That's unbelievable. all horseshit. That really is. That's unbelievable. So I, I didn't see everything that he's been in. Obviously, I've seen all of the Marvel movies he was in, but I've seen 42. And if you haven't seen that movie, not again, not to get on the bandwagon. And, and you know, I know he's become everybody's favorite actor now that he's gone. But truthfully, the movie is outstanding. And Marshall. I know he's also in the James Brown movie. I can't remember the name. Get maybe get, get on, on up. up. Get on up. I didn't see that, but I heard that that was good too. And there's a handful more. I haven't seen all of them, but it's a, it really is. It's a it's a shame. And then you see, you know, he battled with this. He battled what was it stage four colon cancer for a number of years while he was filming these movies that take what looks like a crazy physical toll on the actor, on top mm-hmm. of him battling cancer. You know, it's surreal to think that that was happening. I think, you know, it was private. It, from everything that I know, people didn't know about it. Yeah, nobody and, nobody knew. Right. It, it was at least, it was not like, you know, a piece of pop culture trivia or anything like that. And so it really was a shock. I, I still, like even talking about it, it's still tough to process. Yeah. You know, you think he was a superhero. Still is. Right, but I meant like you don't think of it like that. His role was so much larger than life that you really thought of him as a superhero himself. Well, based on the impact that he had on millions of people. Yeah. Still count him as a superhero. So now I know the show. I'm not even going to say the show must go on. I think the show should go on. I think he was very well aware of the impact that the film had and that his role had and I mean you could pretty much guarantee that he would want another strong black superhero to fill the void whether it is another person playing Black Panther or or whatever I don't know which route they're going to take but I'm sure the show was going to go on so I was thinking about it and I think the worst thing that they could possibly do is recast T'Challa with another actor well I think the worst thing they could do is recast T'Challa with Pauly Shore. I, <laughs> I think that would be the worst possible the, outcome. Yes. This is this is true. And really, you could have stopped. The worst thing they could do is cast Pauly Shore is all you needed to say. But you're absolutely right here. But to recast him, I think, would be a terrible, terrible look. For Marvel and Disney. But again, you don't really want to let... It, it is it is a superhero movie. And, you know, look, Captain America has changed hands. Why can't the Black Panther? I mean, the Black Panther does get... Pa- the, the the mantle of the Black Panther in the comics gets passed on. Um, yeah, to Shuri. And that would oh, be he, my first... That would be my first inclination. Okay. Because she's phenomenal. So in the comics, she becomes the Black Panther. For a bit, yeah. Okay. Which would be great. I think that that would be great for them to do in the MCU as well. Mm-hmm. Was it Letitia if... Wright? Is that who plays her? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think she's great as Shuri. I like the character of Shuri. I think she'd be an excellent, an excellent new Black Panther. 
Yeah. I mean, she's got all the intelligence of Tony Stark and then give her the physicality of Captain America. Just take my money now. Yeah. Drain my bank account. It's fine. I, I think that would be awesome. I guess we'll have to see. You know. Yeah. So, Shame that they're not calling us for suggestions. But I don't know them. what they're thinking. I don't know why they're not listening. So speaking of casting rumors mm. and more, I guess Marvel rumors and stuff are abounding right now because with no movies coming out and schedules changing and, yeah. you know. What the hell else do we have to do but talk about potential things? So two of them, one big one and one that I just recently heard. I just recently heard that there is a potential suitor for Sabretooth. So how do you feel about Sabretooth? Now, is that in movies or comics or all of it? Got it. Well, I liked this idea. Now, I don't know who'd be playing Wolverine, but Jason Momoa was thrown out there as an actor to play Sabretooth. And I don't know if it's that I just like him in everything. I mean, he was even likable as Aquaman. And I thought that that movie was horrific. And I still enjoyed him. One, you're incorrect about Aquaman. Two, if you're going to be casting, yes, he would look the part. He would do it well. But Sabretooth is... Can't we just do 45 Deadpool movies? <laughs> like, And I'm not even talking about the Ryan Reynolds Deadpool movies that I like. Just like any idiot on the street who says Deadpool is their favorite superhero, let them write it and just read it at me. <laughs> they don't even have to wear a mask. Give me COVID while you're doing it, and it's fine. I would prefer that to seeing Sabretooth anywhere, ever, ever again. You know what? I'd be okay with Sabretooth. Of course, I mean, like, you're a normal human being with reasonable reactions to things like that. I'm me. Well, here's so. the thing. They have really done... A terrible job in the movies with Sabretooth. Like, Are you kidding? Like him being played by a wrestler who had no lines in the first X-Men movie and then being played by Lee Schreiber in X-Men Origins Wolverine, which, by the way, I would pay a million dollars to just watch Lee Schreiber as Sabretooth read the phone book. He was chewing up scenery like I chew up French fries. It was ridiculous. <laughs> and it's the only redeeming thing about what that about, movie. What about the fact that they made him Logan's brother? How about that little twist? Didn't that make it better for you? I thought that was the worst part. I think at that point, Sabretooth was, was Wolverine's brother in the comics, so I think they were kind of going comics accurate. I don't know. Horrible. It's all horrible. So, okay, so here's what I hate about Wolverine and by association Sabretooth. Both of them work better when you don't have an origin. Which is like, oh, I hate you and I hate you. But then that also doesn't give you anything to really develop. So you have to give them an origin. But they suck when they have an origin because the origin is never going to match up to the amount of mystery that has been built up behind their origins. So just kill them both. Leave me alone. I like the Wolverine origin where he knows nothing before the Weapon X project. Yeah, but that's not his origin. I mean, theoretically, yes, that is Wolverine's, Wolverine's origin and origin. Logan's origin. But people were like, what happened before that? Right. Like, who the James Howlett origin? I don't give yeah. a shit about Oh, he was a rich kid in Canada? Whoopee-doo. It's like the Joker's origin. I don't want to know. Yeah, nobody like needs to know it. Knowing. Joker He's... is... You know what? I would do Sabretooth the same way I would do Joker. That's a good point. I would just, I mean, like, I wouldn't do the same sort of cackling crazy because that wouldn't fit. But just make him, if you just have him focusing on just trying to completely 
turn him into like what the Mandarin was supposed to be in Iron Man 3. A terrorist just trying to bring down the entire world order who just happens to have an adamantium skeleton. That'd be fine. Perfect. That'd be great. All right, so here. So so I led with Sabretooth that didn't realize it would draw such a visceral reaction from you. I would sooner watch 25 movies starring Toad, the X-Men villain, who just hops around a lot. I like that and Toad, I'm not ta- the I'm, X-Men I'm, I'm... villain, was also played by the same guy that played Dark Maul. Yeah. And by the way, Toad, the X-Men villain in the movie, was way better was way more of a realized character than Toad in the comics, who's basically just an idiot in a suit. He's the Orko of the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. Uh, Utterly useless. Toad in Superhero Squad is great. Don't know if you ever watched the Superhero Squad cartoon. I'm sorry. Who do you think you're talking to right now? I'm sorry. I just, I didn't know. (laughs) Great. Everything about that cartoon, by the way. So good. So good. All right, so... Here, try this one on for size. Let's see how you feel about this. That the new, well, the rumor around the new big, like, Thanos-level threat is Kang the Conqueror. Okay, that's not new, first no, of all. But we, and we second of all? Ugh, no, not the rumor. The rumor's stop. not new. The rumor's not new. I'm talking about he's the new Thanos-level threat. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, you said the rumor's not new. I didn't say you, the you, rumor was new. You you implied it. Oh. You implied it. And I think we've so had this conversation before where we? I said, I think we did, yeah. Remember I will go on. I, eh, I don't care. I'll go on the record again and say uh, Kang can just shove off. I mean, he's an excellent villain, but I'm... No. I only you have I... one villain for the next group of Marvel movies, and that's Doctor Doom. Give me my Doctor Doom before we all die. That's all I want. Well, I, I think it's pretty formulaic if they build up to another battle with a Thanos. You know, like, be like, all right, we just did this. So maybe yeah. he doesn't reach that 10-movie-long arc stature. Here's what I say. You get yourself two movies with Kang, okay? He's somehow stopped, goes off, whatever. It doesn't matter. But that brings the time travel aspect of the Fantastic Four into things, which then also can bring you, say, entrance to the negative zone. And then we find out that Reed Richards existed in the past, ended up in the negative zone with his four friends when they did the whole trip into space thing, ended up in the negative zone, and finally come back to the Marvel Universe. And then you don't have to introduce them at all beyond that, and then I can just have Doctor Doom somehow. I don't care. Give me. Just give me, give me Dr. Doom. Enough of the rest of these people. Give me Captain Doom. That's what I was getting at. I was thinking instead of a 10 movie arc where it gets to him that you use Kang to bridge your way to Dr. Doom. Okay. I would rather see Kang as a Loki than a Thanos. No. First of all, I don't need him to be turned into every Hot Topic customer's favorite Marvel character. No, you know what I mean. He was like a second fiddle bad guy in a bunch of movies. Yeah. I don't want to see him switching back and forth to good and bad like Loki did. I just meant where he is the Steppenwolf to the eventual dark side. That is Doctor Doom. Okay. Instead of that, though, what if we had it cross over with Into the Spider-Verse and you had Kangaroo the Conqueror from Spider-Ham's universe show up in the MCU? I'm always okay with that. 
And then you have a crossover between Avengers and Into the Spider-Verse. And then I die immediately of being too happy for this world. Well, there you go. Oh, speaking of being too happy for this world, just so you know, I read an article today that voted Howard the Duck as Tim Robbins' worst movie. Except it's a, it's a cinematic masterpiece. I mean, it's not Howard the Duck, but, you know, what other movie has a duck walking around with a condom in its wallet? Wait, what did I say? What movie did I say? You said Howard the Duck was his worst movie. Yeah, they rate, they rated it as the worst movie Tim Robbins has been in. Yeah, and I'm saying that it's not a good Howard the Duck movie, but it oh, is a magnificent okay. movie. Yeah, add me there, man. I thought I said the wrong thing. I'm like, what other... No, 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 no. No. Duck? <laughs> no, that character is not Howard at all. Howard would not go towards danger. Howard would not get involved in it. Howard accidentally stumbles into adventures. Howard does not respond to the call to action at Got all. It. Ever. I figured I've already given you enough bad news. I wanted to pepper it out there that somebody was shitting on your boy Howard the Duck. Listen, I will watch that movie 900 times a year. I mean, I'll just call him Harold. Harold the Duck. That's fine. Just give everybody just a, a slight audio tweak, and you'll be fine. Okay. So did you see the WandaVision trailer? You know what? I have not watched the WandaVision trailer yet. I started to. For some reason, there was no sound, so I had to stop. Uh, oh, yeah, you need sound. But there, it's getting a lot of, it's getting a lot of heat. Yo, it looks like it's going to be dope. Does it? Yes. I heard there's a lot of Easter egg. There's like a lot to unpack in the trailer, right? Yeah. An yeah. In-world but it, it all. It also looks like it's just all going to descend into the weird psychological breakdown of the most recent Vision series, which... Sign me up. But I need 80% more Sparky the dog. Please. I don't think you're going to get on that. that. I think, uh, from what I understand, we do. Yeah? Yeah. Well, there you go. I'm not excited about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. They are two of my least favorite. All right, you're allowed to be wrong about things. That's fine. Listen, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to be open-minded about it. I just, you know what? It's not, it's not the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I can't stand Anthony Mackie. I think it's because of the way he had his beard in Endgame. You did hate his I facial hair in Endgame. I fucking hated it. You did not like it one bit. I yeah. hated it. And when Cap handed over the shield, and I was like, you're not going to tell him to shave that dumbass beard before you give him the fucking shield, Cap? I'm so disappointed. Look, look he'd been dead for five years. He was trying something new. Give him well, a little leeway, man. Come on. Apparently. In the... Did you like Falcon before that scene? I'm trying to figure out it because it was legitimately just the beard. It's just the beard. I'll tell you right now. I am so impressed with your dedication to this that I honestly, I'm not going to argue it. Yeah, you can I hate th- him for the beard. I think That's it fine. is. I think it's just the beard. I don't think I liked him that much to begin with. Like he did some, he did some cool stuff and, and I liked his, I guess I liked the, the similarities in his, heart that he had to Captain America, you know, his moral code yeah. and stuff, which I really did dig that. But yeah, no, man, it's all because of the beard. It looks so the beard, stupid. The beard was a bridge too far. so yeah. stupid. Right. I'm like, no one's going to tell him. They can't be like, 
Maybe don't shave that. Don't shave that weird triangle on your face. Getting very worked up over all of this. Yeah. It is the beard, though. I As I think about it, it is the beard. The ending beard for Thor, where he looked like Gwildor from the Masters of the Universe movie. I loved that. That was... Wait, th- that was when beautiful. Fat Thor? Yeah. Okay. At the end, when he calls out for Mjolnir and a Stormbreaker, and his beard gets these weird braids in it. Yeah. He looks like Gwildor at the end of Masters of the Universe, which, by the way, if you have not seen that movie, please go find it somewhere. You'll have to find it illegally or rent it on Amazon. I've seen it. Are you giving our right, listeners good. advice or me? Yes, everybody. Both, I've Honestly, let's all, I've let's all go watch it together. I have seen it. It's great. I love that. I love that movie. I'm still... That was the movie that made me stay... Like, my... It was instilled in me as a child to stay till the end of the credits because, you know, I have family that works in movies. So, you know, you stay as a sign of respect. I always hated that. That movie, however, changed my mind entirely. Really? Yeah. Have you not stayed past the credits of Masters of the Universe? I don't remember. At the very end, after the credits, Skeletor pops up from the pit and says, I'll be back. Oh, yes. And I was like, they can do that? Yes. Doesn't even make sense. It reminds me of when the Super Shredder sticks his hand out of the dock. I had the same feeling mm-hmm. at that one. And that what was that the Secret of the Ooze. Yeah, terrible title, by the way. Terrible. Secret of the Ooze. Yeah, terrible. That is a third-rate porn parody title at best. <laughs> Never thought of that. It is. It is. Yeah, don't do that. Let's go back in time. Let's warn them about. Vanilla Ice, and tell them not to use serious. We, we don't have to stop anything else. I don't think we should warn them about Vanilla Ice, though. That's movie magic. You know what? You're not wrong. How awesome Go Ninja, is that? go Ninja, go. Come on. It's one of the two things that Vanilla Ice has done in his life that I respect. It can only be Vanilla Ice. There's nobody yeah. else with as little self-respect yeah. to be at the height of fame and do go Ninja, go Ninja, go. Yeah. I don't remember if Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 came out before or after The Addams Family, but he definitely thought that that was going to be an Addams Family MC Hammer deal for him, and it was not. MC Hammer's Addams Family song is a classic. Go Ninja Go Ninja Go is also good, but in the exact opposite way. MC Hammer's Addams Family song is one of my favorites, but it's not the best. My favorite song to come out of a movie? Yeah. On Our Own, Bobby Brown from Ghostbusters 2. Okay. All right. I can get behind that. Although I do feel like an underrated gem is the Wild Wild West song. Jim West Desperado by Will Smith? Yeah. That is a good one. Yeah. I cannot tell you why I like that song, because everything about it should be terrible. But I think it's because it's Will Smith. Will Smith with a hook by Cisco. That's I mean, what I'm on. saying. You're right. If, if it was any other two artists, if it was anybody else, that would not work. You could not do that with Lady Gaga and Weird Al Yankovic. It wouldn't. It just no. wouldn't play the same way. No, it wouldn't. I take that back. You know what? I actually really want to hear Weird yeah, Al and I, Lady you, Gaga cover it. You, I could see you thinking that out. Like, wait, did I just make yeah. a grievous mistake? <laughs> Yeah, so, you know what? Two minutes ago, me could shut his mouth. That would be the best song of all time. Do me a favor. I don't know when the last time you listened to "On Our Own" by Bobby Brown from Ghostbusters Two. I don't know when the last time you heard it. Give it a listen okay. on its own, and tell me where you rank it next time we talk. All right, 
I'll do that. I could do that for you. It's my personal favorite. It's firmly implanted at the top. And I do love the Wild Wild West. Yeah. Here's another good one from a movie. Hero by Josie Scott and Chad Kroger from the Spider-Man movie. That's all I've got for you. We'll be right back.